when is all of this going to end? I mean, what's next? Are we going to load her on a space shuttle and send her up to the International Space Station so the astronauts can bid their farewell as well? I mean, it's just out of control. I, I just, I don't care. I just don't. God rest her soul. But good grief, if we're doing this for her, what's going to happen when Anthony Fauci dies? My goodness. <laughs> well, you've made it, and we have made it. It's Saturday morning. The Bushels and Barrels program is where you found. And I am Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and Twitter is where you can find me. As usual, I am joined by one of the most beautiful women in the world. What are you laughing at? Thank you. <laughs> That's very nice. Actually, you are the most beautiful woman in the world. It, I, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I Thank you. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. This past week, I, as I predicted, 9-11 got the shaft last weekend. Yeah, they did. It sure did. And of yeah. all the... So, beans that the mainstream news didn't want to carry any 9-11 tributes or, or, you know, do the in interviews with the heroes or the family members who lost somebody. I had to watch what they put on basically every year on the History Channel. And they have great shows. A lot of those are great shows, but they're, most of them I've seen before. Every year, it seems like one more comes out. Mm -hmm. But 9-11 got lost last weekend, and I just hate it. And you know another thing I don't like is the fact that anymore on television, whenever you do get the blur, or like this past weekend when we got the blurb about 9-11, they never, ever blame it on what it was. Islamic terrorists, Islamic jihad. All they say is planes were hijacked, but they don't tell you who. And that just bothers me. Mm -hmm. People need to be reminded how evil these people are. And they're still over there right now. Remember our withdrawal from Afghanistan about one year ago right now? Oh, yeah. It's a little over a year. But yeah. Do, I mean, you remember that Obama wouldn't even say the word terrorist. So I think that no. that's, that's planned. I mean, that's a that's a planned thing. Right. So. Right. I, I just, I really wish people would remind. We have a whole generation of of children right now that weren't even alive on 9-11 right they don't know what islamic jihad is i think last year when cohen and eden were over here we were talking about 9-11 and they hadn't even talked about it in school they they talked about it but they still didn't know what had happened right they didn't see the footage or anything so we were watching it here last year and um and they were seeing it for the first time some of the footage yeah so you know and, and, like, and they're 17 now so this would have been when they were 16 16, 17. Right. Yeah. You know, and another thing is, is whenever the mainstream media did cover it, they don't show the actual planes hitting the World Trade Centers. They don't show that. So the, this whole generation of kids, unless you go out and look for it, they're not going to see it. I think it came back strong in 2016, you know, and then, and then last year for the 20th anniversary, I think that they did actually show. Did they? Yeah. Some okay. Of, some of that. Not all of it, but but some of it, I, I do believe. I, it's just as awful as that day was and as just as, as big as an impact it had on my generation and the generation that's one year or one time older than me. They need to show that every day. So I mean, there were people who joined, joined the military because of Tons. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people that joined Specifically because yep. of that, yeah. Yep. You're not going to do this to us, and mm -hmm. we will join the military. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly right. 
And now you get kicked out of the military if you don't have a shot. Right. Boy, how far how we've far come. How far we've come. Well, speaking of, speaking to how far we've come, I want to, I was listening to the Truth and Liberty Coalition. They had a conference in Colorado last week and how far we've come in a hundred years because a hundred years ago in the twenties, they were say they, second graders would memorize the book of John in the Bible, in the Bible, second graders. And now they used to put out a report of, you know, the, the, um, students all over in the States. And so all of these States would compete throughout the year about how well their students knew the Bible and across the board in the twenties, second graders memorized the entire book of John. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. That's just a hundred years. You would removed. never even think of that today. No. It scares Mm-mm. me for what a hundred more years is going to hold. I mean, yeah, I, I don't even want to think about it, right. I, but this is why we're here. You just keep pushing back, keep pushing back as best you can and have faith. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where, th- where were you on 9-11? <laughs> You're probably like in kindergarten. <laughs> I was so not. much younger than me. I was in seventh grade, though. I was in junior high and uh, East Hills Middle School, I believe. And I was in seventh, seventh grade science. Seventh grade mm-hmm. science. So what mm-hmm. happened? Did they, did they wheel a TV in there? So we had the TVs, you know, the old tubes that were mounted in the corner of the classroom. And in the morning, we took a moment of silence. And I remember doing that. And I'm like, wait a second. What does this all mean? I didn't know until in, in Arkansas when we were in school, we would have our, so I was on the volleyball team in junior high. And we would have practice during the day. Instead of PE, we would meet with our team during practice. And that's how we would practice during your school day instead of having practice after school. Um, so I remember our coach, Coach Bauer, and I could see his face. And all, we all stood there and we said a prayer for New York. And I remember a ton of people getting picked up that day. Set a prayer for New York in a public Mm -hmm. school. In a public school. Things that wouldn't happen today, 20 years later. I can walk you down to that gym right now. Take you to Arkansas, walk you down to that gym. If it's still there, I don't know if it's still there, but yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so you were in seventh grade. Between your seventh grade year and senior year, which you obviously didn't go to Arkansas schools that whole time, at any Mm -hmm. point, did any of these... I'm not going to call them kooks, but people I disagree with about the 9-11 conspiracy theories and it was an inside job. Did, did any of that ever get taught to you or even brought up? No. 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 Mm-mm. The inside job of like the U.S. government being yeah, an inside? Yeah, like, like the government's what brought down the World Trade Center. No. And the no. plane was the cover up. And- uh-uh. Uh-uh. And Building 7 and all that. Yeah, no, uh-uh. I didn't even know about Building 7 until pri- maybe two years ago. Okay. Maybe three years ago. Yeah. Right. Right. And I'm 33. I Yeah, I 30s, before I knew knew that Building 7 came down. Well, on my TikTok. Had no idea. Right. Well, on my TikTok feed last weekend, mm-hmm. there were plenty of patriotic ones. Don't get me wrong. I did see more than what I would like of these people making these things about it was a big conspiracy that that this is all an inside job and there's a lot of conspiracies out there and then (laughs) i love donald trump but he made a statement and i will play it for you right now Mm. that didn't help anything 
you're so closely associated with the city of New York. Yeah. You, of all people, understand the passion surrounding 9-11. What do you say to those family members who protested earlier this week and will be doing so again on Friday? Well, nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately, and they should have, as to the maniacs that did that horrible thing to our city, to our country, to the world. Okay, I want to know what that means. Obviously, he understands maniacs. Do you I'm remember? Sure he's talking about Islamic jihadists. You're sure, but he's not specific. So, do you remember when he said this? That right, that sound clip. Uh huh. Uh, the end of July at a golf tournament this year. Yeah, it was one of those live golf tournaments, uh, which is a Saudi-based uh, golfing league. I think. Okay. I think this was just like two months ago. He said this. Yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. a month and a half ago. Yeah. Okay. Since I sent you this interview, and I'm like Ryan, this is <laughs> this is where all my crazy yeah. <laughs> ideas come from. Because <laughs> you are the conspiracy theorist in chief here. Doesn't mean you believe them, but I, you always tell me about them. Well, and and I stopped telling you about them because one time you came home and you're like, "Stop with it! Stop it!" <laughs> I remember you looking at me like I was crazy whenever I told you Dr. Fauci was behind all of it, and I looked it up, and you're like, Jessica, there's no way. This was back in 2020. 20, yeah. Yeah, 2020. I do remember, I remember yeah. coming home from work one day and you said Fauci's behind all of this. And you know, I don't know anything yet, or none of us really do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why would anybody be that evil? And I said, it's not that. It's like, I'm looking into this and what they are saying is true. Here we are, fast forward two years, and it is true. 100% true. Yeah. That Fauci created and sent that virus over back to China, so... Well, it was created in Wuhan. But anyway, back yeah, to the anyways, conspiracy yeah, theory. The information, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think 9-11 was a conspiracy. I think it was evil people doing evil things. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I don't think the U.S. government funded any of it. I don't think that they pulled strings over in uh, Afghanistan or Pakistan with the Taliban and Osama bin Laden worked with them to try to make this happen. I mean, why would anybody ever do that? I don't know. I mean, that, so as all these conspiracy theories come out, this was an inside job. I need somebody to tell me if it was, what was the purpose and what was the end game? Because it makes perfect sense that Islamic jihadists would have done this because mm -hmm. they see every Christian in the world as Satan and a sinner. Mm -hmm. That's what they see us as. And they want us all dead. We got to convert or die. Mm -hmm. You know, do you know what jihad is? Not specifically, no. All jihad is, is the term, it just means holy war. So Islamic jihad, Islamic holy war. Mm -hmm. You could, I guess you could have Christian jihad. I, Christian holy war. I, I don't know of that ever happening because Christians typically don't say you're going to convert to Christian or we're going to kill you. Yeah. I, and I don't know 100% of world history, but I don't think that's happened. Mm -hmm. I know that's not the way I believe in my church. And they believe in the, is it the Quran? Yes. They believe, okay. Yes, yeah. that's their quote-unquote Bible. And then if they die for the cause that they're going to get 100 virgins. 72. Virgins. Okay. 72 Seven. virgins. What's yeah. with that number? That's a lot of virgins. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds like somebody just made that up and put it in a book. But I, Yeah, I, I don't have any idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. But... I don't know. I, I'm okay. not. I'm not the big conspiracy guy. Yeah, let me just tell you. Um, there's a there was an article AP put out this year on the conspiracy theories, and they were talking about what how they started the article was something about Trump and the 2000. I'm sorry, January 6th, 
debacle, whatever. Right. And so that's how they started the article. And I'm like, this is AP is just a bunch of crap. So anyways, I found another article that, and I had to go to, um, not DuckDuckGo. I went to Brave web browser to find this. So Google shows nothing, but everything is debunked from 9-11. Okay. We know that Google censors what you're watching, what you're seeing, what type of search results they're, they give you. So there is news1.com says that there's 11 conspiracy theories that are apparently still up for debate. So I'm not just making some of this stuff up. Like, well, you just cited a source. I just said, I, I told you yesterday, I'm like, we, there's so much that we don't know about 9-11. And people just don't question it anymore. And then the fact that this year for the 21st anniversary, it's covered up by Queen Elizabeth's death. And um, that's a sad thing because... That was such a, I feel like a lot of Americans came together, regardless of what side. Oh, totally. I, I feel like that patriotism was there, and that's something that we can all still come together on. Um, there, Nobody denies the fact that innocent lives were lost, right? Yeah. Um, but there were a lot of things that happened right before 9-11 and right after 9-11 that just didn't make sense. So who were the people that went missing? Who was the lady that went missing? You were telling me the story yesterday about... There was a congressman who supposedly had an affair with a gal, and for two months, oh, it was uh, Gary Condon. Okay, and he was a and he was screwing this this. Uh, I, she couldn't have been twenty one. Oh, okay, so maybe a White House intern or it a Congress, an, maybe intern. one of his interns okay. or something. Okay. Yeah, Chandra Levy. Okay, Gary Condon was a congressman. Chandra Levy was the victim. Chandra Levy turned up missing. Gary was a married man. Oh. Um, and that was, I mean, for two months before 9-11, every morning on Fox and Friends, that's all they would talk about. I mean, it was exhausting. Mm. If there was ever a winner on 9-11, it was Gary Condit. And, I, and to this day, I don't know what happened with Chandra Levy. You'll I have, have no idea. Yeah. I don't know if she, I don't know if they found her body. I don't know. I, I don't know. You sound but, like a conspiracy theorist, Ryan, because you're like, they stopped talking about her, a missing person, which is very, it's a very big story. But the bigger story was 9-11. Right. And then, and then once it started on 9-11, it went straight to the war in Afghanistan, which went straight to the war in Iraq. You never heard about Gary Condit again. Hmm. Let me share with you what this article, it, see, and that's, that's crazy talk. I mean, we should look into that and see what happened to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not crazy talk what I just said. I mean, that's legitimately, that's what Fox and Friends were talking about the every morning in the summer of 2001. What I'm saying is that they never brought it back up. No. Like, it, why it, did, I, that's crazy. Never heard another word. Yeah, that's a missing person. What happened to her? I don't know. So we need, we need to find out. Um, there are 11 on here. I'm not going to go through all 11, but I will tell you. Okay. The first couple. Um, insider traders knew about the attacks before they happened. Here's why they say this. An extraordinary amount of put options were placed on United Airlines and American Airlines stocks, the same airlines that were hijacked during the attacks. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Planes didn't make the Twin Towers collapse. Bombs did. Whatever. Okay. The World Whatever. Trade Center collapse appeared similar to a controlled demolition. Many speculate the towers were, in fact, blown down with explosives placed in... Selected locations. 
<laughs> Many architects and scientists even maintain that a plane's fuel cannot produce enough heat to melt the steel frames of two buildings that collapsed. Okay, All stop, right? stop. Uh, okay. Can you stop yep. for just a second? Sure, yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, that conspiracy theory right there, that bombs were strategically placed in the building to bring it down. The people that hijacked those planes were not pilots. They had some training, some pilot training. They were not pilots. And me, as a pilot, I, you got to be able to fly an airplane. And a crop duster can do it. So, before you continue, hang on. Okay. Because the 11th conspiracy theory in this article is aluminum planes cannot penetrate steel structure of the World Trade Center. And I'm, okay, let me re remind everybody, I don't believe in all this stuff. I'm just telling Ryan. <laughs> if you could see my a, face right now. There are a lot of conspiracies circling the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Okay, let's so go, go back, on. Let's go, go back on. to the bombs being strategically placed. Well, I'll tell you okay. what. If they were strategically placed, it sure is funny that wherever those planes hit was exactly where those bombs were strategically placed, and that means that the pilots flying those planes ahead of time knew exactly where those bombs were at. The pilots, who were not pilots, just had a little bit of flight training, knew exactly where their bombs were at and flew them into those particular floors. Mm. Be, and the reason I say that is because if you notice, I can't remember if it was the North or South Tower, whenever it collapsed, the collapse started where that plane hit. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's going to try to tell me, oh, yeah, th these pilots who were not pilots were still good enough to fly it into the floor mm -hmm. where the bombs were, and then if the bombs went off, yeah. oh, it just all yeah. goes together. I'm sorry. Okay. No. Okay. All right. So <laughs> um, Flight 93 was completely staged. What? Mm-hmm. Staged? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, where, where's the evidence for that? Uh, let's see here. Crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, which is a place that you That's would like want, to visit. I want to go visit there. Did you know that they blocked off an area six miles away from that plane crash? When? Right after the crash. Six miles away. So? Okay. I mean, what, 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 but see, like, okay, so. From, from wreckage from the plane crash. <laughs> they found wreckage. They found something. Six miles away from the crash. Yes. Um, what did they find? I, plane wreckage. What, what, what do you mean? What, what was it? I don't know. I don't know. See, like. I have no so idea. people are making it's this shit up. It's believed that the they... passengers fought back and crashed the plane into a field. Skeptics believe that 93 landed safely while substitute plane was shot out of the sky. Oh, my god, That's crazy. Yeah, because Todd Beamer's alive walking around but shutting his <laughs> mouth in California right now. You know, Todd Beamer is the guy that said, let's roll. And they have, they, I mean, they have um, videos and stuff that go with this News 1 article. I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm just telling you I haven't looked into it other than you're like, you're talking about these conspiracy theories. And I'm like, I'm not the only one who's heard of these. And Ryan's like, yes, you are. And I'm like, no, -uh, let you, me show you. <laughs> you know why we're talking about this right now. It sure in the hell ain't because I believe any of them. It's right. because it makes for good conversation and good listening. Yeah. Okay. Or at least I think it does. Um. So but if you guys could see my eyes, they are rolling into the back of my head. Yeah. From all this stuff. Right. So it was probably the FBI that put out a lot of this information. We don't trust the FBI, right? I don't trust <laughs> no, the FBI. No, I sure no. Not don't. anymore, but back in and 01. I've got some stories about 
not them? trusting them okay. today. Well, um, here's the here's the last one I'll share with you. Jewish people knew the attack was going to happen and took off work on September 11th. Theorists noticed that 4,000 Jewish people took off of work on 11, September 11, 2001. Some of the first people to record the attacks on camera were also Jewish. Many became suspicious and put the religious group on the radar as suspects in the wake of the attack. After after the attack. Bullshit. So, um, another pretty popular one. This is not the first time I've ever heard of it. But um, the Bin Laden tapes were fake. I've heard that one many times. What Bin so. Laden tapes? The ones um, of him admitting and then them finding him and being in the cupboard or whatever. I don't know. Cupboard? Um, wherever he was found. Whatever. And killed? Hole he was found in. <laughs> However, they found him and they had recorded him on video somehow. I don't, uh, I don't oh, remember. Oh, 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 oh. Not when they killed him, but whenever... They- Okay. Here's a little blurb about it. Initially, um, Bin Laden denied any involvement with the attack. Soon after, numerous tapes came out claiming he changed his mind and took full responsibility. Many skeptics believe that Bin Laden was targeted because of his stake in the stock market, as well as because of former uh, President Bush, George W. Bush, personal business ventures in the Middle East. So... What? There it, you have it. Okay. So, so I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but there are conspiracies around the 9-11 attacks. No, sure, sure, sure. Sad, but, sad day for our country. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe in all of them. And I don't believe in, I, I would have to do way more research to actually, and I don't, I honestly, it was such a terrible thing that happened to our country. I don't want to look into it. And I don't want to believe that our government would actually lie to us about such a big thing. But I, I am skeptical to know that our government does not tell us the truth about things. Well, you know, there's there's conspiracy theories about Pearl Harbor, too, and, and that that yeah. Roosevelt knew it was going to happen, but he wanted to let it happen because he wanted a reason to mm-hmm. get into World War II. Do you even, do I don't people, believe that for a half a second either. Just I, I just don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just don't. Do, do people even talk about Doomsday anymore? Doomsday? I, I'm sorry, D-Day? D-Day? Yeah. Yeah, every year on June the seventh, there's on the History Channel. Not very. I mean, not. But like, are you are you talking on the mainstream news anywhere? I mean, you don't really hear about that very often. No, no, you really don't. Mm-mm. No, no. I mean, and this is this, and since you don't, this is why it's going to end up happening again. Mm. You know, f- people who fail to remember history are the ones who will promote it repeating. Yeah. I mean, that's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. So. It's unfortunate, really. So as as nine eleven got the shaft last weekend, and the Queen got everything. I, I yesterday morning on Fox and Friends, Ainsley Earhart said something hmm. that caught me. Okay, I guess finally, and this is day number what ten, nine or ten of the Queen's coverage. I mean, they, they've had this Queen everywhere. She's yeah been in more towns in the past week than a rock star well i guess finally the funeral (laughs) finally the funeral is monday Uh and ainsley Earhart said on tv the other day they expect 4.1 billion with a b bravo billion people to tune into the coverage of her funeral huh okay i've got something to say about that now i realize that I graduated from Bone Gap University. <laughs> and I realized that I have the IQ of a mailbox. 
But let's just let's just apply some knowledge to this. There are 7.8 billion, bravo, with a B, billion people on the face of the earth. Just listening to that claim, she is basically saying that over half the people, half of living humanity on earth is going to be watching this funeral. Mm. I don't know that I believe I that. I call absolute bullshit. You got to remember, mm. of the 7.8 billion people, how many are 16 years old and younger and would not care to begin with? Yeah. I, I just, there's no freaking way. Hell, how many places? On, I mean, you go into the deepest, darkest corners of the earth. Do they not even have TV or electricity? I mean, think about Africa, which I realize is sparsely populated. But what about China? Do you think that they're going to be? I can't. Um, do you think China gives two shits about the queen? I don't know. All they care about is communism. They don't care about the queen. I can guarantee you that. Mm. Same with Russia. I mean, mm-hmm. God bless all the people uppy down there in, in uh, Australia. You know, she meant something to you guys. And, and my condolences go out for you guys' loss. But we here in America, have, yeah, we, we don't just that, don't care. We don't have that same sentiment. No. Because it doesn't do anything for us, does it? Other no, than- she doesn't do any once again, like I said last week, they're just born where they're at. It's not like they it's not like she cured cancer and got famous. It's not mm-hmm. like she figured out a way for total pe- world peace and tranquility. No, none of that happened. Yeah. She might have been a super nice lady, made some hellacious chocolate chip cookies. I got no idea. But she didn't do anything, in my opinion, to contribute to humanity. Yeah. Not in a grand way. She, the reason she had notoriety is because she's born where she's at. But if 4.1 billion people tune in to this funeral, you think buying a 30-second advertisement during the Super Bowl <laughs> is expensive. <laughs> Holy shitballs. Mm. You would have over half the world watching the promotion of your product. So here's what we're going to do. Between now and Monday, <laughs> I'm going to get a hold of Fox, <laughs> and I'm going to have them promote the Bushels and Barrels program. <laughs> <laughs> they can't be too expensive because Fox is kind of an afterthought now. If you want real news, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I it just oh, that's all I thought. I was like, well, hell, if over half the if if over half of the world is going to be watching this, what a be- there couldn't be a better day to go to your DMV and get your license renewed. Oh, that's or, true. I mean, hell, yeah, we'll have to stand in line. Okay, uh huh. <laughs> Go out to eat all day long. Exactly. Never go to Disney World, probably. Yeah. Disney. Yeah. Heck yeah. Not that I would go there anymore, but so yeah. Anyway. Okay. Did we get any emails this past? We've gotten week? a ton of emails since the last time we reported on emails. So I'm going to share the most, um, the most recent, and uh, not the most important, just the most recent. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I appreciate we appreciate everybody reaching out and telling us um, that they enjoy the show. There's a lot of those. Oh yeah. So. Um, here, here we go. Sam from Brown County, Kansas, in, and that's northeastern Kansas. Okay. He thinks that he's the only, one of the only 19-year-olds in the immediate area that farm, and I believe that he farms with his family. Wow. Um, some of his family. I don't know if it's grandpa or uncle and dad, something like that. I t- there's um, not very many 19-year-olds in the world. Well, farming. in the U.S. anyway. In the U.S. That farm. Yeah. So, good he, deal, man. He says that we need to do podcasts daily. So, Sam, thank you for that. We hey, don't have the time to, okay, to commit. Okay, Sam, Sam, listen to me, buddy. <laughs> you know how busy you are on your farm? Yeah. 
I'm just as busy on my farm. I don't have time to do this every day. Hell, it's hard to get. It's hard to do it on Friday, and then it's, and then sometimes it's hard to do it on Saturday. I mean, yeah. Hell, we're here on Saturday today, right? So, and if we really run out of time, we'll you know work on, it on church. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, you got all that stuff. So, anyways, thank you, Sam. Uh, Jeremy from South Central Illinois is a third generation oil producer producer he also sits on the school board in his county and um, him and his wife are raising three girls and says that him and his wife relate to us on so many different levels awesome so, well i mean what up jeremy i didn't get his bride's name but hello well, I, they're in the same state mm-hmm. the land of donut pritzker mm-hmm. uh, he serves on a school board buddy i know your pain you know my pain and thank you so much for your service on the school board because yeah. we are the last line of defense for these kids and the bullshit mm-hmm that the media and 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 these evil, blue, liberal Democrats want to shove down our kids' throat. Mm-hmm. We are the last line of defense. Yep. I mean, we are the people on each individual school board. School board. Mm-hmm. We're all we're all these students got. We're all God's got. If you want to know the truth, inside for, the schools, inside yeah. the school, yeah. You know, for all the crap that comes down out of Springfield, right. Um, so thank you, Jeremy and his wife. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, keep producing oil. <laughs> yeah. We need it. Uh, I think him and his wife, he, he had mentioned that they took over that company in 2012. So that's awesome. Cool. And he said very little people. There's a very small amount of people who actually understand the, the cyclic, cyclicalness of uh, oil production. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, Oliver, he is in, I'm going to mispronounce, pr- mispronounce this. He is in Lachute, Quebec, Canada. Okay. All right. He's attending college in Ontario and studying business and entrepreneurship. He sent in a picture of uh, the paper towel dispenser, and it has like a rainbow on it, and it says that anybody in this university or college can choose. We believe that anybody can choose whichever bathroom they want to use. So just choose whichever bathroom you want to use. We're okay with it. So... Huh. I contend that if it makes Oliver uncomfortable, then he needs to complain because it's normal people that do normal things like going to the correct That's labeled a bathroom. Thing. It's yeah. a normal thing. It should make you feel uncomfortable if there is a, a woman in there with you. It should make you uncomfortable. That's okay. You need to tell somebody. <laughs> and if you if you ever wonder if you're a boy or a girl, just like in Matt Walsh's video. Oh, geez. What, what are you getting ready to <laughs> what say? What is a woman? Uh-huh. Whenever he's in that shop and that guy yes. he's interviewing says, well, how do you, how do you know you're a boy? If you ever wonder. If you're a man. Yeah. Yeah. You know what his answer was? <laughs> well, I got a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that even funny? It's not political. It just is what it is. I mean, it is what it is. You can't change it. I'll tell you what, that maybe something you could do means it's in a bathroom. Uh, take a plastic razor blade or something like that and scrape, scrape the damn off. sticker off yeah. and just do it every day till they qu- decide to quit putting the damn stickers up. I'd say if Oliver, if all, well, and he might get in trouble for vandalism at that point, but if Oliver is, it's ridiculous, but I would say encourage you and your friends if you have some or girlfriend even, because I, I can't imagine going into a bathroom. I boycotted Target for a while after they started allowing men into women's restrooms because I wouldn't shop there. Yeah. And they have such a left wing agenda in their vendors who that they, who, anyways. So I have a hard time going in there sometimes, but um, I can't imagine feeling comfortable with a six foot five man in there with a dress on. Uh, <laughs> I like me personally. Just the visual no. of that in my head just right. gets me. Yeah. I yeah. just, yeah. Like, wow. 
Like, this isn't supposed to be real, and I would probably complain to the customer service or their manager. Well, you notice something I'm noticing more and more, and I always go to gas stations. I don't know why. They're fast. They're easy. I'm always going to gas stations. Yeah. I'm noticing more and more at gas stations, they don't have a men in a women's room. They have, like, the man and the woman, man slash woman on the doors. Like, oh, this is just unisex. Whoever gets in here, just go in here. But, but... You might be able to get away with that a little bit easier whenever they're just one holers, you know. What? One toilet. Oh, ugh. You know, I hate going. I hate going. Oh, as a woman, I can't imagine. Disgust because men are nasty. I mean, yeah. women are nasty too, but men are disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Go ahead. Uh, anyways, I love you. Do I? Um, I, I, I hit the hole. <laughs> oh, stop it! Jeez. Yeah, Alden doesn't. There's a lot of little boys running around there. Okay. So. Carrying on with the emails. Uh, I don't even want to go down that Terry, path. Terry, I believe he's from Texas. Um, he sent in tons of school signs showing that schools are being armed, their teachers are being armed, and they're protecting their children that way. So he has sent in so many pictures of school school signs saying really here at such and such school we protect our our teachers protect our children's the best way possible we are carrying blah 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 so um i think that that is the best deterrent so they are so teachers are carrying Mm -hmm. firearms in texas as well yes yeah yeah um, I wonder if that just started since Uvalde or if that's something that's been going on a while. I think that people, I think it's unreported, but I do think that schools have armed teachers and always have. And some maybe even have um, police officers there on, on standby for well, yeah, yeah, 100% I, of the time. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Rod, he wanted to know why the railroad strike wasn't more mainstream, why it wasn't on national news all over the place. Well, the queen died, so that's a big part that, of it. Yeah, the queen died is a huge part of it. But yeah. I, you know what? This is something that the mainstream media is all behind Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And I would say they're even smart enough to know that this rail strike would be a disaster, a complete and total disaster for Joe Biden. You think about everything. Your electricity is going to go off if the rail companies can't move coal. And I don't know how big of a stockpile a coal mine has, um, huh. but if it, but but if they went down, uh-huh. I'm just saying, I I don't know what the hell would happen. Yeah. I don't know. And then as a farmer going into harvest and 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 not being able to move grain, you know, we are lucky right here where we're at because we have a river market that's 50 miles away, so I can truck all our grain down to the river. Yeah, it takes some time, but at least we have a place to go. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting here to think- get it out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking about the farmer that's uh, around Kokomo, Indiana, uh, up up in that direction. They don't have rivers up there. I am sure all their corn either goes out on a rail or it goes to maybe an ethanol plant or someplace like that up there. Their soy would have to go to either a processor or out on a rail. And if the rail shut down, I can't imagine those elevators there wouldn't get plugged real fast mm-hmm. and that would create a big problem for a farmer that's still got a bunch of crops out in the field because mm-hmm. you're not going to go harvest them if you can't unload the truck yeah so hmm. anyway this whole railroad thing is interesting i, I think they reached a tentative agreement whatever right. the hell that means right they just wanted more time off and paid vacation or something they right. just wanted more time off um 
Anyways, Brandon from Knott'sville, Kentucky. He said he's in the suburb of Owensville, Kentucky with a winky smiley hey, face. he's in the tri-state. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he reached out. Um, Greg, he said 9-11, regarding 9-11, wants to think that the majority of people in America think the same way that you and I do, Ryan. Um, but he's not sure that reality is what it is. He, he wants to think that there's like-minded people. But he doesn't think that in reality, people actually do believe like us. What do you mean? Like Christians? And or what are you talking about? You said something about 9-11 there. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with thinking like us? I think I think that he was bringing it back to the whole 9-11 thing and, and how we were all patriots together. And, oh, okay. And the patriotism associated. And, you know, everybody ran to the church after 9-11 and... Um, and then they kind of faded away after a year or two. And uh, I think that that's what he was thinking. Here's my thought on that, Greg. I honestly think that the media just pushes a certain narrative and wants you to think a certain way. Think that you are all alone and that there are only a few people out there oh, yeah. believing the same thing that you and I do. For sure. They want you to think that you are Small potatoes, but in on in all honesty, I think it's the opposite. Well, this is clearly anecdotal, but you guys that listen to this podcast, you know the way we think. I can promise you guys, we get tons of emails of people that think just like us, just like you. It's a fresh of breath We're air to yeah. say, you know, to hear this. Thanks. It's a fresh of breath air. It's a <laughs> it's a breath of fresh air. Jeez, it's Saturday morning. I don't know why you have to drink bomb water so early. <laughs> you know I don't. But they're coming out with two new flavors, so that's um, I digress. Greg, I honestly think that there are lots of us out here, and we are all on the same page. Yeah, we're just we're just we're out here living, working, hardworking Americans, and we there are a ton of us. You know what's funny is like the flyover states. Uh huh where we live. And I'd say that's where a large majority of the listeners of this podcast reside. The funny thing is, is like we fight so hard for what we believe, but the last people that's going to go down, if shit really, really, really got bad, well, it's us. So what the hell are we worried about? You know, I, I, I can, I can trade corn for a cow, raise the cow, Trade some of the meat to the guy that butchers my cow. We can save the corn and feed the cow, right? I, I produce oil. I've yeah. thought about this. I've thought about this. Yeah. I produce oil. I perhaps could refine it. Hmm. I would have to look into how to do it. But from what I've read, all all it is, all a refinery is, is just a big still. Like kind of like, like making whiskey. Oh, Okay. I'm sure a guy could probably, and I've I actually looked it up on YouTube. There are there are a few YouTubes that basically showed how to refine oil. I mean, it might not oh. be your Rotella T, perfect gasoline or oil or whatever, but you could do it. We could run. What I'm saying is, we could probably stay warm in the winter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We might be able to keep a car moving, but once again, I I don't know anything about. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but what I'm saying, right. the, the, the natural resource, the core mineral that it takes to make, make gasoline and, and natural you produce gas, it. I produce it. Right. And I mean, I could walk to my first oil well that I could get it off of. Uh-huh. And if things got that bad, even though that oil well might be on somebody else's property, it wouldn't take no time because that person's going to be needing to stay warm too. say, Hey dude, um, 
you have an oil well on your ground. It's my oil well. Mm -hmm. You get one eighth of what comes out of it. Let's work together. You're going to get some of this oil. I get some of this oil. We're going to. You have the chickens and produce eggs. I'm going to give you a little bit of something. Give us some chicken eggs. and, that's, and See, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Barter. We the and, bartering Exactly. Yeah. We in flyover country will be the last to fall. Yeah. And I, you know, in a way, it's like we, we bitch about what all these people in these big cities do. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, whenever shit really does hit the fan, you guys are the one going to be effed, not yeah. us. Yeah. You, I mean. Not only that, like we went to that that school class that, you know, taught us to think for ourselves and figure things out, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. We went to that classroom. I got to tell that story. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me. Okay. <laughs> Remind me of that classroom. That's a good story. Yeah. Garrett um, from East St. Joe says that um, he, he corrected you. He said, he said something. He was like, at our school over here in close to St. Louis, we were able, there were a select few of us that were able to bring knives in and able to have guns in our vehicles on school campus. We were allowed to do that just in case there were there was ever an intruder. Wow. So, yeah, that's very interesting. That is. Because you don't hear about allowed that. Allowed to have, uh, mm-hmm. students were allowed to carry knives? Knives and then uh, firearms in their vehicles. So, well, you, you I'm know, sure they don't. I'm sure they don't say, oh, look at us. We're, we're well, yeah, firearm carrying kids. Right, you know? right, right, right. <laughs> but you know, even whenever I was in high school, this is before Columbine, it wouldn't surprise me if a few of the farm kids didn't have a shotgun under the seat of their truck, uh-huh. you know, parked in the outside. I, I'm yeah. just saying, hell, I remember shit whenever I was a kid kid, like riding the bus, I remember seeing all kinds of pickups driving around with gun racks in the back window. You yeah, know what I mean? It was yeah. and it was nothing. It was just like, oh, that's normal. I'm sure in your dad's generation, everybody thing. brought. I mean, they had them up there and they were on display. Yeah, yeah. And there weren't any school shootings back then, were right. there? No, not that I know of. No, I, I can't. But yeah, um, Brad in Southwest Des Moines, how do you feel about CRP ground? Conservation Reserve Program. That's the program where the government pays you not to farm your ground. All they tell you to do is you have to mow it once a year. Uh-huh. Just, I guess, keep saplings from growing or whatever. So how do I feel about it? It's just like every other government program. I wish it, would, I wish it did not exist. It's a waste of money, a total waste of money. And it's, it's all in the names of conservation, you know, because generally they take the CRP ground. They, they, you put shitty ground in it, like ground that's real, real steep hills that if you work it up and get a heavy rain, it'll wash the soil away. That's what they generally try to put in the CRP program. So the government pays people not to farm. That's right. That's what it all but boils it's, but down it's, to. It's shitty ground. They don't do it on flat black square and tiled. You sure? I'm As far as I know, yeah. they don't. But the thing is, is whenever you go into the, so you can't. You got to mow it once, but you're not allowed to bale it, mm-hmm. like for hay. Although in 2012, they made an exception for that because of the drought. So you're not allowed to bale it for hay, but you can have a hunting lease on it. Uh, <laughs> so you can get government money for 10 years I and then you can get a lease. Technically, I guarantee you that's not allowed. Yeah. If I had five acres of CRP, which I used to behind my mom and dad's house, uh-huh. I guarantee you if the government found out that I'm taking money per acre for the CRP payments, and then I also under the table turned around and leased it for a dollar an acre i'm just saying yeah five bucks i'm sure they wouldn't like that well how would they know if it's just a verbal agreement and well, cash just, money well, that, okay well that goes with everything <laughs> if it's just a verbal agreement and cash money how does anybody know somebody's gonna have to open their mouth yeah but like around that five acres i mean we've got woods mm-hmm. everywhere 
Yeah. And we could lease it out to hunt. I don't lease, I don't do any of the outfitting stuff. We got yeah. people that hunt our ground. They've so done it for years. They've done it for years. There are families that do it. That's a family deal. I don't mm-hmm. hunt. I could care less about hunting. But I have hunted in my life. I know how to hunt. I enjoy it so much. But after I became a mom, it's a little bit harder. So well, I'm actually yeah. gonna I'm actually gonna take my bow and get it serviced because I haven't pulled it back in a while. So yeah. I've got a Hoyt Vixen is what it's called. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you know what the do you even know? I have no, no idea. Okay. All right. H O Y T. H O Y T, yes. The only reason I know uh-huh. what that is is because people have that sticker in the back of some of their redneck trucks. Like on the windows. I'm putting one on the car. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, I'm I'm going to try to teach Alden. If he's interested in archery, I think that that would be a great hobby. Sure. Yeah, and bow season is really, really long in Illinois. Hey, so. and, and just because I don't hunt doesn't mean I have anything against anybody that does. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I've probably been fishing four times in my life. Um, you do not like fishing. I, I enjoy I have fishing. zero desire to yeah. ever go fishing. I have zero desire to get up at four o'clock in the morning and go freeze my ass off in a deer stand <laughs> waiting to see if one walks through. But you know what? There's a bunch of people that like to do that. Well, hell, our, our county sheriff, Derek Morgan, yeah. he hunts our ground. He's hunted our ground from before he was a sheriff, before he was a deputy. Uh-huh. I mean, all the way back to whenever me and him were in high school. Yeah. And it's him and it's his brother, Sean, and it's their dad, Jeff, and used to be grandpa. I don't know if grandpa still gets out there anymore or not, but I mean, that was a family deal. Yeah. And you just knew every single shotgun season, Mm -hmm. that's who was going to be down there. Mm Mm-hmm. And nothing wrong. And then, you know, they'd crawl out of the stand at five o'clock, right when it gets dark, you stand around tailgate, drink some beer. That's when I'd show up and they'd, <laughs> they'd tell lies about what they saw. Yeah. You know, I need to find out where they hunt so I can see what they're seeing out there. See if I can. That's, what, that's where that, that's where put, you stand around the tailgate. And you, you, you well, tell yeah, lies. But I can put those cameras oh, out. I saw and this see. 35 point buck. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Have you ever shot a deer, Ryan? No, I, 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 no okay. I, I, I've, I've nailed one with a car one time. But okay, okay. It's so that, funny. Is that like the same? Not at all. I bet the adrenaline rush was something similar. Absolutely not. No? No. Because you're sitting there and that deer is just like, I have no idea that you're up there in that tree. And I like to get really high. I used to use a climbing stand. That poor deer. Oh, no. It's like <laughs> God put us on this earth to be the top of the food chain. This is why. And here I am shaking. <laughs> I'm just shaking like a leaf on a tree. Just is that like, really what goes through your mind when you're sitting in a deer stand? Me? Yeah. Yes. I'm like... Like you feel like you're at the top filled, of the food, Jesus, food chain. Jesus, thank you so much for this awesome, awesome opportunity. I am hunting animals. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Because <laughs> you can, I mean, you can see bobcats, you see fox, you see all kinds of just squirrels everywhere. The squirrels really make me <laughs> aggravated. <laughs> I think they make everybody aggravated. Mom and dad run cattle and they're... So whenever I hunted their ground, there was always a cow tromping around. I'd get so ticked off. I'm like, it's just a Did you ever cow. want to shoot the cow? Well, yeah, because it made me mad. Yeah, but would you have felt like the top of the food chain if you would have? Dad would have gotten, he would have banned me from his property. But I'm just sure. saying. Guaranteed. It's food too. No, I know. He's got more money in that cow so, than. So what you're saying is you <laughs> feel like the top of the food chain as long as what you're shooting is not an animal in a cage. <laughs> you know, oh, which, yeah. Which basically yeah. the cow is somewhere around your right. mom and dad's house. It's, yeah. it's, but there's people that go to the leases where they actually raise these massive, I mean, breeds of deer and their antlers and racks are just out. I mean, they're, they're crazy. So they go and they pay. The deer big, are crazy, like crazy big. Crazy big, yeah. yeah. So um, whenever they go and pay major money to, oh, yeah. to go hunt these massive Hell, just, animals. Just down the road to the south here, Campbell Enterprises. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't know anything about that business, 
but I know they outfit a lot. Hell, I think they've been on the Outdoor Channel and stuff like that, or some channel like that. Really? Uh, having a program. Yeah, they'll bring doctors and lawyers from yeah. Chicago or whatever down here and put them up in a cabin or something and yeah. take guided tours and uh-huh. whatever. Mm-hmm. I, You know what? I love that part because that's capitalism. If you can make some money doing that, uh-huh. you know, get some dumbass doctor up there, it probably doesn't know which end is the right end of the gun to shoot. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> And you could, t- you could charge him $10,000 for a weekend. I'd do it too. It's the best. And White County is a really good place to hunt. Oh, yeah. I, I think leases are few and far between there because there's it's such a popular place to hunt. They have such large deer. Well, and I've, I've White, had... White-tailed deer. Right. I forget, I forget that this is kind of nationwide and a lot of people are like, well, we have this, you know, mule deer and this kind of deer and this. We have white-tailed deer here. Right. So. Well, there's been a lot of people that's approached me about hunting my, uh, leasing, mm-hmm. exclusively leasing my ground mm-hmm. to hunt. Mm-hmm. And I turn them all away. I'm just, yeah, you know, and not to, not, that. That's not because I don't like those people. Yeah, it's I just want to be a good neighbor. I know that hunting is a family deal for the people that like to do it. Uh-huh. And I think family is very important. And if mm-hmm. and if I can have something that I own and I'm in control of, mm-hmm. that means nothing to me. And that would be a woods and a deer, but it means Trees. something to that family. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing we do have in common. I love my family. They love their family. I've got something I can offer them. Yeah. Doesn't cost me a penny. Just yeah. if you get out there and break your leg, don't sue me. Yeah. You know, that's about <laughs> yeah, it. Right. <laughs> it is such an amazing adrenaline rush. And, and bow hunting, I would take it over a shotgun any day. Really? Oh, my gosh. The adrenaline. Because you have to get, that animal has to get so close to you. And I don't feel comfortable any it, past I would really like 10 yards, but, you know, past 20 is, is, ugh. Getting so, tough. Yeah, but that yeah. animal is so close to you. The fact that you were that close, they have no idea you're there, and you're pulling back, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I probably shot 15 deer with my bow and two with a gun. Damn. So, mm-hmm. No this kidding. Was, this was prior this is, life. Yeah, yeah, you definitely had a prior life than me. But I was in college me. a lot of this, and when I shot the, the first and only buck that I shot, it was an eight-pointer, probably three-year-old. I don't even know the measurements that I've, it's downstairs. I haven't hung yeah. it up, but he's downstairs and I took it to the taxidermy <laughs> I would, in college. I drove a white Cadillac CTS. <laughs> because that's that. typically what hunters <laughs> drive. So we had frozen the head and, you know, skinned him off. And, um, anyways, I was going to go get him, go to the taxidermist and, uh, I pulled that thing out and I'm like, this deer is so small. Like he's small <laughs> and it's no big deal, but he's got this really pretty neck. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the necks aren't that pretty. Anyways, he's, he's a pretty deer. So, um, I'm like, ah, this guy's going to laugh at me when I walk in here. So I'm pull up in my Cadillac, <laughs> pop the truck and get this deer out. I take it in there and he looks at me and he was like, it's bow season. Did you get this with your bow? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, do you even know what you've done? Oh my gosh, you should be so proud. And I'm like, yeah, I should be. Yeah, that's right. So I got so you jacked. You flexing. Oh, I did, I did. I really liked it. It was the best feeling ever to to do something like that. So if Alden is interested at some point, I will. I'll, I support you guys to go yeah. do it, but don't don't ask me to join. We'll run into bow season, harvest time, that sort of thing. But, you know, so. And that's another thing that some people have asked me is like, you're, mm-hmm. you're a farmer and you don't hunt? Right. They're so surprised when They're they find so out. They're so surprised that I'm not not an outdoorsman. Well, yeah. here's my answer. I'm outdoors sweating my ass off or freezing my ass off every damn day of the year. Yeah. I'm not going to voluntarily go do it to go get a piece of food that I really don't. I, I like deer meat, but I don't ever crave it. Whenever I can go 
to the grocery store and get food. Yeah. I just, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not interested in that sport. So. It's so funny how surprised they are because they yes, are. That, that is true. They are like, he doesn't hunt or fish. That's weird. Okay. I definitely don't fish. Yeah. But I mean, like dove hunting is fun. That's good eating. Um, If I had somebody to skin a deer, I'd be more apt to going, but I, because I can't, I can't. Now, somebody's asked me if I wanted to go coyote hunting some night. Oh, yeah. Um, I've never been coyote hunting. I think that's a, you do it in the nighttime, I guess. You spotlight them and try to shoot them and just call them in. Sounds like a bunch of beer drinking is what it sounds (laughs) like. Beer and guns is what it sounds to me like. Sounds like I don't a hell think, of a good time. I don't think that that's what they teach in safety class. But so probably anyways. not, but you know what? We live in the country. <laughs> right, right. Um, there was this guy named Ryan who emailed in from Remington, Virginia. Okay. He shared a story about his best friend, Todd. And Todd, um, Todd was actually brutally murdered by some guys who were wearing ankle monitors oh. and i'm gonna look into that remember we mentioned ankle, ankle monitor monitors last yeah. year or yeah, last because week. in illinois if you have an ankle monitor and you leave your place mm-hmm. you're at home because you know yeah. that's for home arrest yeah you have 48 hours before they're going to come look for you yeah to give you a good head start to get away right so um this guy's name was todd he was 24 years old and <sighs> Um, I know he farmed and he worked on a dairy farm also. I just, I'm going to look into that That story. I'm going to follow. Yeah. I'm going to follow the trial. Ryan said that the trial started soon. So I'm going to look into that and maybe keep some people posted. Mm -hmm. Ryan, I'm so sorry. Remington, Virginia. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ryan, I I hate that. I, yeah. Damn it. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I did want to mention that one. That was a that was a heart. I've always, you know what? In all honesty, I have always thought house arrest was a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Always, even before the Safety Act, I've always thought house arrest and these ankle bracelets are just effing stupid. Yeah. If you do something bad enough to be incarcerated and not to your own home, you go straight to the pen. Right. And you you if if Bubba tells you to pick up the bar of soap, you pick up the bar of soap, and you remember why you're there. Oh, geez. I'm telling you. That's what I... Punish people. You do something wrong, you get punished. End of story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You, you think somebody that does something wrong that's on house arrest is really being deterred from doing no. something again? No. No. Uh-uh. But you, if you go to jail and you get Bubba ramming it up your ass... Ryan! I'm telling you, you might, is- wa- you might not want to do that again. Uh, what? I mean... I know. That was awful. Did you have to go there... <laughs> It's just what I think. Punish people that do bad. That makes my throat get tight. And I've got a story right here. Are we ready to get in the news? Because this would be a great transition right here. Let me get this out. From Newsmax.com, GOP tears into Biden over potential deal to spare 9-11 plotters from death penalty. What the hell? Hmm. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the mastermind. Of 9-11. He's the guy that that dreamed it up and then put it in act, trained these people to do it, put it all in action. He was the mastermind behind the, behind the first World Trade Center bombing. He was the mastermind behind the, the shoe bomber, the guy that had the bomb in his shoe that was on an airliner. Luckily, that didn't go off. He was the mastermind behind the bombing of the nightclub in Indonesia. I mean, this guy is a POS. He has killed so many people. And we have him in custody. We've had him in custody since 2003. And instead of the death penalty, which is what this guy deserves, Biden wants to spare him the death penalty. Number one, do you guys know what the Sixth Amendment is? Do you know what the Sixth Amendment is? 
Uh, speedy trial. Speedy trial. Fair and speedy trial. Fair meaning, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, you can get your lawyers to defend you. Well, it's been almost 20 years. What is speedy about this? There is well, nothing is he a, speedy. Wait, wait. Is he a citizen? No. So then why would he get the rights of a Sixth Amendment? Because if you're on trial in America, you get it. That's that's Th- our that's, justice system. That's our justice okay. system. Okay. You have the right to an attorney and to be defended. Well, I hope that they don't use the same speedy trialness for the January 6th guys. There's still, I don't know, 90 people in jail for that. They're not. I mean, this is the exact same thing. They're yeah. not getting, they don't have any due process here. Jeez. And if, if, if this, with what Khalid Shea Muhammad is going through, is this, is this called due process? Now, I understand whenever they captured him in 2003, he was worth more alive than dead. I get that. Okay. And why would that be? I mean, a lot of people would say the dude just organized the killing of almost 3,000 Americans in one day innocent americans he deserves to die i agree i totally agree but the day they caught him he was worth more alive than dead you know why because i'm sure he had more information about upcoming plots to kill people and to bomb shit Mm -hmm. so therefore he's worth more alive how about we take him into custody waterboard the absolute piss out of him we don't do that yeah we do (laughs) torture the shit out of him i don't know we i don't know if we torture him if we didn't i i disagree we should have I, I, I mean, do whatever it takes to get information out of this guy, all the way down to shoving bamboo sticks up underneath your right. fingernails. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just saying. I can't handle that. I, I can. When, if this guy has more plots up his sleeve where he's going to try to kill another 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 10,000, I mean, go bomb a, a St. Louis Cardinals baseball game, Bush State, well, you name it. These people will do it. This is Islamic Jihad for you. Mm. So if we have to torture this guy to get this information out of him, it's worth it. You know why? Because I go to Cardinals games. My son goes to Cardinals games. My friends go to Cardinals games. Or you, or you just name the function. NASCAR races. Whatever. Flying on the next airliner that could be hijacked and turned into a missile. Mm. If, he, if he has this information, this is why he is more valuable right. alive than dead right but now that we've had him in custody for 20 years i'm pretty sure we've almost 20 years 19 i'm pretty sure we've probably uh sifted all the information that we could possibly get out of him out of him so i don't know it just pisses me off joe biden just so they are renegotiating they're taking life off of the table and they're yeah it's it's a the headline, GOP tears into Biden over potential deal to spare 9-11 plotters from death penalty. Mm-hmm. It's just awful. Do you know what this makes me think of? What's that? Some, remember what Trump just said? People, we haven't gotten to, we haven't really figured out, haven't gotten to the bottom of it, whatever he well, said. Well, and maybe this is part of it. Like, maybe... It's we, hard for you to, so me, I'm thinking, I question everything. I th- I question everything the FBI comes out and says that, you know, that they're doing a good job. They're doing, you know, justice for the country, blah, 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 keeping us safe. If the FBI is the one who got the information out, I just don't believe, I, I, I don't know. I'm just questioning. I'm questioning if the statement that Trump made two months ago has anything to do with this. I don't know. I, I think I it's know. ironic. I think it's ironic. Those are two different that things. That this all comes together within yeah. a month and a half. Right. There might be something to be said about that. I, I don't know. All, mm. all I do know is KSM admitted. Mm-hmm. I, we're talking, he admitted this like 16 years ago. 
mm-hmm. after being waterboarded 183 times or 187. What I, I can't remember. It was a yeah. lot. Admitted, I'm the mastermind. I did it all. But didn't we? Oh, and Bin Laden had the money to help me carry it out. Yeah, yeah. And then we as an American, the military came out and said, we don't waterboard. We don't torture anybody. Because all of the people were like, why would you waterboard somebody? That's mean. Yeah, I remember those stories. Right? Man, those made me sick. Like, why Why would you Why would you even want? Why wouldn't you want our, our government to torture people to get information out of them? Do you know? That want to destroy innocent lives. During World War II, what the Japanese did to our men to try to get information See, out of them. those stories are not told enough. They're never t- Once again, this is why Mm-mm. our education system is failing us. Back to our education system. I was at a, uh, I'm not even going to say what implement dealer it was and who I was talking to, but it was a guy that is the service manager at this implement dealership. Okay. And I have a motor that needs to be worked on because I just can't get the damn thing started. Mm-hmm. And I'm down to taking it over there so they can figure it out. Right. And I asked this, it's, my motor's been over there a couple of weeks. I said, hey, have you got a chance to look at that motor? He said, no, we're getting combines ready and everything. He goes, and I just, he goes, quite frankly, Ryan, I don't have the people to go to do all this stuff. I mean, everybody I got is on harvest detail right now to get guys ready to go. And I just haven't had time to look at your piece of oil field equipment here. I said, okay, I totally get it. He's like, you know, he goes, I can't find people to work. And it is so aggravating. And, and then not all of them, but a lot of the people I find to work, are, they can't do anything. They can't figure anything out. He goes, I am so sick of our education system. Because all we're doing is turning out a bunch of people that can't do shit. And I'm going to cuss, guys. Okay? So just, if you have a little one in there and you don't want them to hear the F word, uh, three, two, one. He said there needs to be a class taught in every single high school that is mandatory for every single student coming through to take. He goes, that class is called figure it the fuck out. That's what the class needs to be called. And all you're going to do is you're going to have all kinds of problems that you present to these people that just takes common sense to solve. You know, it's like the puzzle that the puzzle that has the square peg uh-huh. and the triangle peg uh-huh. and the circle peg. And you have to put you, you, you got your puzzle pieces. You got to figure it the fuck out. Where do they go? Yeah. He goes, if you pass that one, then you move on to chapter two. Chapter two is a door. And the door has a sign on it that says push. But the sign's wrong and you have to pull it. But you got to figure that out whenever you walk up to it. When you push it and it don't want to open. Yeah. You got to figure out how to open it. You got to figure it the fuck out. Mm-hmm. He's like, we need these classes. Because nobody can think. Nobody can try anything. Nobody, you know, to try to figure out a solution to problems. He's mm-hmm. like, I go out here in the shop. It's something as simple as taking a lawnmower blade off of a mower deck, and a kid can't do it. And he can't even look at it to figure out how to do it. Well, damn it, if I'm going to stand out here and have to teach you how to do all this shit, i just as well do it myself. Yeah, and that's your theory on working, That's exactly where yeah. I am with employees. If i got to sit here and look over your shoulder the whole time you're working, I don't need you. Yeah. I'll just do it myself. Yeah. It's cheaper that way. Well, damn right. Yeah. So I I struggled with this getting out of high school and into college. And I didn't realize I struggled with it until I got into, I don't know, my later years in college. I had been the entire high school career of mine. They had given me steps on how to get to the answer. One, two, three. This is what you do. One, two, three. Instead of thinking critically and thinking, you know, for myself or whatever, they were telling me how to think. I was okay with that. That's how my brain was starting to work and learning how to work. 
it wasn't until I got into like my ethics class where I'm like, no, this is not right. This is not right. I, I, no. Mm -mm." And then I started thinking for myself. I think Rush helped me open my eyes. Totally. Yeah. To, to thinking for myself and that I should be, I am allowed to question things. I just don't take it for the, you know, whatever they're giving me. I don't just take them for their word, Uh, you know? Yes. And my dad sent me to that classroom. Yeah. (laughs) The figure at the out. Yeah. Yeah. And he called it, think past your nose. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that phrase. Think past your nose. Yeah. yeah. I am teaching you girls how to think past your nose. I, I Exactly. It. Figure it out. And Do it. You don't again, need to be told. This is where it's so important to have a good dad. Mm-hmm. Because I, I've said it before on this program. I'll say it again. I shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. The two people that taught me how to think, truly think, number one is my dad. Right. I, I credit him with the ability to stand back and look at something and go, now, wait a second. Mm -hmm. And Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. He had such a way with words that made you, made you like take a step back, look at yourself. And, and am I doing, am I thinking about this, you know, in depth for myself, not other people's thoughts, you know, like deductive reasoning is so important, Mm -hmm. so important. And nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, so few people know how to do it anymore. You use deductive reasoning. I use it every day in the oil field. Something's not working right. What is it that's not working right? Yeah. I'm not getting fluid to surface. Why? Is the well dry? Nah, surely not. Mm-hmm. Thing used to make 60 barrels a day of water. <laughs> <laughs> Fluid's not getting to the surface. What's wrong? Do I have a parted rod? I don't know. Do I have a hole in the tubing? I don't know. You get a rig on it. You, you pull the rods up. Unseat the pump. Did it go in a vacuum? Yeah. If it did, you know you don't have a part of rod. I mean, but the, like these things that trial and error too. Yeah, yeah, you learn going through life to do it. But at the same time, it's like, well, wait a second. If I get this result, I know it's not this. And people just can't do that anymore, and mm-hmm. it's so aggravating. I did that with the lawnmower blades. I thought, <laughs> oh man, something really bad is wrong. So I need to figure. I need to do some measurements or whatever. I need to get them sharpened. Number one, I took them off. Then I took them. I put them back on, mowed a strip, and I thought, nope, they're still messed up. And then what else do I do? How do I go from there? Right. And after I figured out that my deck wasn't bent, then I needed to dig into it a little bit more. So. Right. I mean, that's. Uh, but my, the, I mean, my dad taught me that. Sure. Like he taught me righty tidy, lefty loosey. Right. I still use it to this day. We need, you know what? We need to start a segment of this program. What's that? Figure it the fuck out. Oh, okay. All right. In your figure it the out segment today. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, I heard something the other day that thought that um, somebody said that the mom of the family was was the, the dad and the mom of the family. And that makes mm-hmm. me laugh real hard because there's no way. A mother cannot take the place of a man. No, of course and, not. And I'm not saying that there has to be a father in the home to have a successful family, but it, there's not a whole lot of women that are emotionally stable and physically stable enough to, to, to help with those things. And maybe it's grandpa that steps in. I don't know, but but a mom can't do that on her own. Well, this, you know, this service manager that I was talking to, he was Mm -hmm. like, we've just delivered this in a pretty funny way. He was passionate about it though. I mean, he, he was, he was pissed delivering this message. Like, I cannot believe I can't find human beings with brains anymore. He's like, you know, I grew up dirt floor, dirt floor poor is what he said. Yeah. He said, we didn't have nothing. We couldn't afford to buy anything. If we wanted something, if if we needed something done, we had to do it ourselves and we didn't know how to do it. Uh We had to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. 
And I don't care whether you're talking about hanging drywall in our house, replacing the floor, working on the working on the fan, mm-hmm. the air conditioner, mm-hmm. whatever it is. How come the heater didn't kick on? We couldn't afford to hire anybody. We had to figure it out. Yeah. He's like, and people just, now you just pick up the phone. Hey, well, it, I hit this button and it didn't work. So I'm going to call somebody and tell them to come figure it out for me. Yeah. He's like, we could, we didn't have the money to do that. We had to figure everything out. The tractor broke down. We couldn't afford to call John Deere or Case IH or whoever to come out and fix it. We had to figure it the you know what out. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, plus, you couldn't afford to call the mechanic. Guess what that makes you? A and whole like, lot better mechanic. Yeah. Because now you got to do it. Yeah. So, I, and my dad was the same way. And I'm, I'm guilty. Lots of times, whenever something breaks down on my farm, if it's not... And I'm not a, I'm not bad at working on stuff. My dad could kick my ass working on anything. He's just awesome. Yeah, he could. But because I've seen you, I've seen you scratch your head and you said, "I'm gonna have to ask Dad about this one." Yeah, yeah. yeah. My mm-hmm. dad is awesome at working on shit. But that's mm-hmm. because that's because he didn't have the money back in the day, or maybe he didn't. He just didn't want to spend it. Yeah, he wanted. To, he would rather do the work. Mm-hmm. But he have to figure it the fuck out. That's what he would have to do in order to get his equipment running again. Hell, my dad told me whenever he was a uh, farming, uh, and I was probably two or three years old, Case 1370 tractor needed overhauled. Diesel. He pulled it in on a Friday, tore it down, overhauled it, and I'm pretty sure he told me he had it rolling right back out of the shop Saturday night. Wow. I mean, I couldn't do that. No freaking way. Now, you granted, couldn't. my dad went to a trade school, learned about diesel engines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And how to fix them and everything. So he had that talent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's something like he could have easily called somebody else to go do it. Right. But he did it. It just. I'm sorry about going on that tangent. That's okay. That's I, okay. I, I thought that was brilliant whenever that guy said Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, there's, there's so much. So it, that's loaded. Yeah. But there's so much to it. I think that, you know, a lot of the kids are being raised by their iPads and their phones. And yeah. They're being introduced to technology that they don't need to be introduced to. And, you know, okay, so as we sit here, now I'm getting pissed off. I'm sitting here thinking about some of the, I love technology in our tractors. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've always liked technology. When it goes wrong, though, that's what starts pissing me off because I can't figure it the you know what out because generally they got to bring out their computer, hook it up to the tractor, or if it's a software issue or something. I mean, there's nothing, it's not a nut and a bolt that I can look at to fix it. And you're typically cutting edge with your technology, correct? Used to be. Right. I'm not anymore. Yeah. But I used to be. Yeah. I used to try to keep up with everything. I, I, I don't anymore, namely because it's getting so damn expensive. Right. You know? Okay. But okay. it's... It, that would, that's another thing that pisses me off. Whenever you have a, these new tractors, you just can't even work on them. And I think there's a big fight with John Deere right now about that. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I can't remember what it's called. There's a, there's a term for it, though, but it's almost like the owner of the tractor is not even allowed to work on it. What? Yeah, I, and I can't remember. I, 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 shouldn't, I shouldn't have brought that up because I can't remember what it was, but there's a big fight over it because it's like, Third parties can't even work on a tractor. Like, so let's just say that I, I hire my independent repair guy. John Deere makes it so that that guy can't work on it. You just have to have John Deere shit to do it all uh-huh. or whatever. It's, it's something along those lines. I didn't, I'm sure I didn't uh, describe that 
100% accurately, but it's something like, I guarantee you, the farmers that listen to this know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm, okay. Well, I have no From idea. the Epoch Times. Yes. Next one. DeSantis sends illegal immigrants on flights to Martha's Vineyard. I love this. <laughs> I love this. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has sent two planes full of illegal immigrants to Martha, Martha's Vineyard, following through on his plan to send illegal aliens to Democrat-controlled areas. Mm-hmm. So, Sanctuary cities. Yeah, sanctuary areas. And Martha's Vineyard, that is nothing but a bunch of ritzy-ass, super-rich elitists. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they would like they enjoyed seeing the what they would consider worm shit get off of these planes in their pristine and beautiful area. Wasn't it like 50 migrants? Yeah, 50, 50 people. Yeah, I guess the Florida legislature set aside $12 million for transportation right. and moving illegal immigrants out of their state. Yeah. And he the two places he named he wants to send them to, Martha's Vineyard and Joe Biden's home state of Delaware. <laughs> I love it. You know, it just, it, did you hear that a couple few days ago, two buses showed up at the Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C., where Kamala lives and dropped off. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. right after this past week, Kamala, you know, she said, oh, the border's secure. These people that say we have open border, the border is secure. You guys are idiots. It's all secure. So what's Abbott do? He says, get on the bus. You're mm-hmm. going to Washington, D.C. We're right. going to drop you off in her front yard. Right. And that's what he did. I think that's brilliant and hilarious. I do. You know, the National Guard's now been called it out at Martha's Vineyard. The, the immigrants have been transported to some national post and or a military base, and the National Guard has been called to their area. You know what's funny about all this? And just... What's funny about human lives, Ryan? You are so insensitive. We'll get to that here in a second. <laughs> we will get to that in a second. I hope people know me enough to know that I'm being sarcastic a oh, lot of, of these comments that I make. Of course. Okay. <laughs> What's funny is whenever Trump was president, he wanted to shut down the border. You had all these blue cities in America. Sanctuary Chicago, cities. LA, I'm New York. Sanctuary. Come over that here. Trump we'll keep is you awful. safe. That's right. That yeah. Trump's awful. We'll we are a sanctuary city. We welcome everybody in <laughs> Illinois. We welcome everybody in Chicago. Yeah. But then Biden gets off it in office, and the second these actual people start showing up in town, yeah. when it's time to become a quote-unquote sanctuary, they're not ready. They lose their heads. And they're not willing. They're not, Isn't that funny? They're not willing. It's yep. just, mm-hmm. it cracks me up. How dare you Republicans send all these people here so that we have to take care of them? Well, you're the one who signed up for this. You are the one who's denying this wall be finished. Yes. You're the one who's okay with open borders. So you take care of the problem. Yeah. Here's, I, I just find so many issues with this. The biggest, the biggest irony for me is the fact that Oh, the border's closed. We're safe. We're safe, you know, until this comes in. And the, and then the the Democrats are saying Republicans are only playing party politics. They are playing with human lives, and this is just a political game to them. And I'm like, my thought immediately is like, you shut the border and you don't have this issue at all. You close the border and you have zero issue. So who's really playing party politics? Oh, exactly. Exactly. He's playing with human lives. It's the Democrats. But, yeah. they're, but they're projecting that, you know, Republicans are the terrible people because they're sending them to sanctuary cities. Well, you realize, <laughs> you realize right now for the stink that's been made, Chicago has only gotten 300 
illegal immigrants right so far that's it yeah it's not like uh it's not like the 7900 that were sent to dc or the 2200 that went to new york illinois has only gotten 300 and what does donut pritzker do did did, is it an emergency state yep he declares a state of emergency (laughs) for 300 immigrants for chicago Mm. shit they'll have that many people killed murdered this weekend oh geez i hate Uh, probably not that many but you see what i'm saying absolutely well yeah Lightfoot's a she's a Oh, she's she's a winner. Total. Okay, so so going along with this story, Jess and I had an interesting conversation because whenever whenever these immigrants got dropped off at the Naval Observatory, I watched it. It happened at like five forty five in the morning. Jess wasn't up yet, but mm-hmm. I was down drinking coffee and watching. I was laughing. I was just laughing. I was like, man, these guys are just, they're in her front yard. Secret Service came out, you know, and they're like, hey, 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 this is, no, you can't do this. It's just funny. It was just hilarious. But they all didn't, not a damn one of them, maybe one of them spoke English. They're all from Venezuela. And what surprised me is they weren't all 24, 25-year-old boys. They were all walks of all ages, not all walks of life. They were all Venezuelan, or almost all of them. I guess there was a couple Ecuadorians and some other, but all ages. I mean, kids, babies, uh, toddlers, all the way through what looked to me like fifth or sixth graders, just all ages, and there were families. They were holding hands, and they get dropped off there. Now, the one thing that everybody does have to realize: these immigrants are not forced to get on the bus in Texas. They are told where this bus is going, and they have a choice. And they whether jump they, on, okay. just like the planes that went to Martha's Vineyard. Okay. The immigrants had a choice whether or not to get on that plane. They were told where they're going to go, and the immigrants got to make the decision whether or not they wanted to go there. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, once you cross the border, you'll take a bus wherever the hell you can go. If you have family somewhere else in America, illegal or legal, you know, you're going to take the bus that gets you closest to that family. Like One of the guys that got off the bus in Washington, D.C. said, yeah, my, my family that I've been talking to lives in New York, so... Washington, D.C. is getting me closer to New York, so I jumped on this bus. Yeah. But as, as these people were standing there, I, the humanitarian in me, as I'm laughing because it's happening to Kamala Harris, the humanitarian and the good heart that I have shine through a little bit. I just feel sorry for a few of them. I had, now, don't get after me, Jessica. <laughs> I know that you're going to rip my head off. For, <laughs> But you see these families, and these people don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. They couldn't help where they were born. They had no more control of that than what I had control that I was born and in the greater Bone Gap area. Your white supremacy is showing. What? No, it's the exact opposite. (laughs) Your white supremacy is showing, Ryan. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. I'm just saying. I'm not supreme to anyone. Yeah. A you little, were born, you were born little, an American. And I don't want to forget to be one. And part of being an American is being empathetic towards people that you feel mm. bad for. That's what they want you to feel like, though. Of course. I almost got sucked into the trap, but I didn't quite get there. Why? Because I forgot to remember <laughs> that America still has a way to get here legally. Yeah. You can get a green card and you can go through everything. And you can become a true American citizen. You know, this is the house on the hill, right? That everybody in the world wants to come to. And this is what I came up with in my mind to get myself off the empathetic train. Okay. Let's just say that 
oh, a mile down the road, somebody buys a piece of property and they build the biggest, nicest mansion. Like we look at it every time we drive by, like that is the Mar-a-Lago of Bone Gap. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So like it's a double wide. (laughs) Right, right, right. Gotcha. And nothing wrong with double wides. But anyway, not our place. Yeah. But that is the shining, that, that is the house on the hill. That's the shining beacon of, man, that's the good life. Yeah. That does not give me a right to walk down there and walk in that house. Mm-mm. I have to be authorized and invited to come into that house. Just like this house called the United States of America, you have to be authorized and invited. And we invite everyone mm-hmm. so long as you do it legally. Yeah. So I talk myself off that ledge pretty quick. That's good. Because that's the way I feel like the media is portraying all of this. We need to feel sorry for them. We need to take care of them. Yeah. We need, But it is not the taxpayer's responsibility to take on their medical expenses that they need when they come here. I don't know what kind of diseases other countries have. I'm not read up on any of that. But, I mean, that the, that's a real thing. Yeah. I mean. There, Fentanyl. Yes. The fentanyl thing. I, I think and the I rainbow said candies. This, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think I said this a couple weeks ago. I'm going to say it again because this, it, this is a real deal in America. All you guys that's listening to me that have kids or grandkids. And or if you I, are a kid. Or if you are a kid. As we do know, we have 15 and 16 and 19-year-olds that listen to us. This fentanyl thing is real. Mm-hmm. It's not fear-mongering. It is real. I just read a story that two out of every five Percocets that's circulating out here in America are laced with enough fentanyl to kill multiple people. One pill. Like seven people, right? Yeah, I don't even know. It doesn't matter. If it's one pill and you take it, you're dead. Yeah. And we're seeing this more and more and more. And And I don't care if your kid is 40 years old that still likes to have too good of a time sometimes. Or if your kid is is going through college or just out of college and or still has that school. or in high peer school pressure. and just has the peer pressure, the wild street going through them, wanting uh-huh. to fit in real good. There is a big, big difference nowadays between drinking a beer on a back road and wanting a Percocet or an Oxycontin and what you think it is, yeah. but it's really not. Yeah. And getting one of these it only takes one that's the thing just one pill and if okay last time my math i once again i've got the iq of a mailbox and i went to bone gap university but two out of five is 40 percent. is that right yeah 40 percent of those pills are laced with enough fentanyl to kill you i i can't tell you guys enough you love your kids Make sure they know that. Talk to them about it. Talk to them about that. Mm-hmm. If if they got a drug problem, go get them help. And of course, lots of times this happens, and the parents don't, don't even think, know. I don't think that these kids that are that are passing from fentanyl overdoses are drug no, users. No, they're looking for a good time. They're looking for a or high at the party. Looking, they're looking to go to sleep, or they're stressed out from exams, or well, you know, whatever. They're, they're getting a Xanax from their off name pharmacy that's on the street they're a drug dealer you know and i I guess snapchat's been using it or snapchat's been accused of promoting this because you know people put on snap that hey i got some pills here 
blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and they use code language. Code language, exactly. And now they have these pills. They look like freaking sweet tarts. Yep. I mean, they look like something you would just put your paw in. It would come straight out of a a Skittles bag or a Mm -hmm. sweet tarts bag or whatever. It's it's just, it's dangerous and it's scary. and, And I just, for no more people than what we have that listen to this, which quite a few, I, I want every single one of you guys to just know this is how serious 40% of these pills circulating on the street are, are yeah. very likely going to kill you. Yeah. So it's terrible. It is from the New York post. Facebook spied on private messages of Americans who questioned the 2020 election. Did you hear about this? Mm. Facebook, Facebook sent your private messages to the FBI. Facebook has been spying on the private messages and data of American users and reporting them to the FBI if they express anti-government or anti-authority sentiments or question the 2020 election, according to sources within the Department of Justice. The the one good thing right here is it sounds to me like there might be at least one person or two within the Department of Justice that's not completely rotten. Under the FBI collaboration operation, somebody at Facebook red-flagged these supposedly subversive private messages over the last 19 months and transmitted them in redacted form to the Domestic Terrorism Operational Unit at FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. without a subpoena. Those are the three most important words in that whole article. Without a subpoena. Whenever you send a text message to somebody... That is private information. Mm-hmm. The government can't just grab your phone and look at it. They have to have a subpoena to be allowed to look at that. They can't, an FBI agent cannot just come up and grab your phone and download it onto his laptop because he wants to, because he just thinks maybe you're talking something like uh, anti-2020 election or yeah. anti-authority sentiments. Stolen election. You ha- they have to have a subpoena to get it. The FBI is getting this information working. And we already know that Facebook works with the FBI. Right. Zuckerberg admitted that on Joe Rogan's show. Yeah. These people, these liberal Democrats, no, never, ever forget this. Liberal Democrats are the ones doing this. They are evil. They are not stupid. They are evil. They want to take every freedom that you have. You go through, go through the Bill of Rights and you name me one of our rights. These people aren't trying to somehow or another take advantage of Mm -hmm. and take away from us. Mm -hmm. It's easy to do. Mm -hmm. I I might do that segment next week. Okay. I mean, the COVID COVID misinformation was, I mean, that was, that was all you had. That was the nail in the coffin for me. in my awakening experience that <laughs> big tech only sees what you want them to see, right. what what they want you to see. Right. They only show you just like media, just like mainstream media. They only show you what, what they want you to know. Yeah. What you're supposed to know. That's as the Americans. reason we don't see any of these stories about lithium batteries firing up. Right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're in a power outage, so don't charge your electric car that we've been encouraging you to buy for the last year. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, going along with this Facebook spying or Facebook spying private messages and giving the information to the FBI, going along with that, two nights ago, I was listening to Mark Levin, mm-hmm. and I've got the sound clip right here, guys. I'm sorry, it's it takes about two and a half, three minutes to go through, 
you need to hear it. This should scare the shit out of you. Now I'm going to reveal something to you. And I want you to listen to me. I was asked not to, but I am. 13 emails. Emails. Exchanges. That I had with John Eastman, an attorney for Donald Trump. Wound up with the January 6th committee. Absolutely harmless emails. In fact, I was telling Eastman that some of the things he had in mind wouldn't cut it constitutionally. Putting that aside, where the hell did the committee get 13 of my emails, Mr. Producer? How did they get 13 of Mark's emails? I am going to get to the bottom of this one day, some way. Maybe when and if the Republicans take the House. I'm a media figure. Nothing to do with January 6th. I have no idea what's going on on January 6th. But I want to know how the government got my 13 emails. I went back and read them. Absolutely harmless. I get people asking me questions all the time about the law, the Constitution, and so forth. I can't even keep track of it it's so often. People who are in public, people who are in private, listeners, viewers, whatever. I lose track of it. That said, where the hell did they get them from? Now, there's a few political hacks who are dressed up as media types who've noted that they believe I have emails and privileges have been asserted over them and so forth and so on. I don't know what's been asserted over what. I'm not involved. But their immediate assumption was that I was giving advice on what to do. Gave no advice on what to do. But I want to know how my emails, innocent emails nonetheless, but how my emails got in the hands of the January 6th committee and God knows who else. I want to know if my computer has been tapped into, I want to know if my iPhone's been tapped into, I want to know. And at one point, sometime, some way, I'm going to find out. And whatever bastard or bastards have done it, I'm going to use the law to do everything I can to punish you. I'll be right back. That is the state that we are in in America right now. If you speak against liberalism if you speak against democrats if you speak for conservative principles if you speak for donald trump this is what you get yourself into mhm i think there is so much wrong with this 
so much wrong. And you know, Trump continually says, they are after you. I'm just in the way. Yep. And I think his base is so big that a lot of people are, are I, I mean, they're ready. They're just waiting, waiting to be told what to do. And me included. Like, we fight back because we're speaking truth on this on this right here. Right. But he is so right whenever he says, they are after you, I'm just in the way. Yeah. And here, and, and this is just, I feel like they are speeding through this at warp speed, like crazy how much of a police state we are in right now. Just like China. I, my thoughts as, as, he's, as Mark Levin is speaking is, when did we become a police state? When did we become China? Where yeah. our, our citizens cannot have freedom. They can't speak. They don't have any right to privacy. Yep. When, how fast in two years have we changed? Uh, it, it, this is unbelievable. You look, you look at, just take Joe Biden, for instance, his own words. So we know that the FBI is colluding with Facebook mm-hmm. to get private exchanges between two people. Yeah. Without a subpoena. That's the key. Without a subpoena. There is a legal way to get information. Mm-hmm. It's called a subpoena. Or a search warrant. Or a FOIA request. Or a FOIA request. Exactly. There's a way to get all the information that you might want. But to just privately do this, illegally do it, illegally obtaining information, ask, hell, ask Carter Page. He was, he was, (laughs) his cell phone was tapped. Hillary tapped everything in Trump Tower during the 2016 uh, election cycle. Mm-hmm. Now Joe Biden, he gets on stage and says, oh, you all you fir- or, uh, Second Amendment guys with your guns. That gun ain't going to do you much good whenever we have the F-15s. This came out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. The United States president. <laughs> threatening war. On his own Citizens. people. Yeah. This, I'm, you guys, I'm just telling you, this should scare the living shit out of each and every one of you. These people will stop at nothing to stop us. When you say us, who are you referring to? Conservatives. Freedom fighters. MAGA. Yeah. Freedom fighters. The, the, the people American like, first The people agenda. like me, I don't want to take my agenda and shove it down anyone's throat. I want to tell you why I believe my agenda. It's mm-hmm. based on Christian values. It's based on freedom. It's based on the fact that I love this country. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to shove it down your throat, and, I'm not, and I have zero desire, if you disagree with me, to see what your private messages have to say. Right. That's not the way these liberals play. Right. And unfortunately, we have the biggest pieces of shit Republicans I've ever seen who do absolutely nothing about this. There are a handful of exceptions. You got the Jim Jordans. You got the Ted Cruz's. But we don't have enough of those people to offset the Susan Collins and the Mitch McConnell. Yet. And And the, oh, who's the jerk off from Utah that ran for president? Mitt Romney. Lisa Murkowski. Why is it so easy for me to name people that's supposed to be on my side Mm -hmm. that's not? 
That's what's scary about this. The people that I've said this before, a liberal, you know, I expect you to shoot me, but I hate fighting liberalism whenever I have rhinos behind me that's shooting me in the back. I'm more worried about the guy behind me. than At least I can see the guy in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. And as I say, shoot me in the back, I'm just talking metaphorically. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that there's a lot of people who agree with this, this, I mean, the, the America first agenda, but they're so afraid of being doxxed and everybody's going woke, you know. What do you mean and, by doxxed? You use that word a lot. What, what's yeah, doxxed mean? It means that you're, <laughs> I guess it's, it's almost a proverbial hanging on a, you know, like what did they do to old, if you were found out that you were a witch back in the day, they would put you on a, on a stand and yeah. hang you out in the middle of the city. Yeah, and, something like that. So I, I, I feel like that's where the that or that word comes from for me they want to completely embarrass you so that you shut up shut up and you turn your ways and um we are going to embarrass you we're going to ruin, ruin your, your life we're ruining your life um we're going to take all your business from you and, and and that's what i feel like a lot of people seem to think that that's what's going to happen to them if they speak up and and verbally say yes i do agree with you I do, I agree with this, and we should we should be fighting back. I think that they are fear. There's so much fear out there into being doxed that they don't. Step the good up. people don't say. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's the thing. Um, you know, th- this country is doomed whenever the point comes that good people stand around and do nothing. And and why they say would, there's and, no but, point? But why wouldn't you do something? Why wouldn't you? What's the ultimate? Why would you not say something like we do? Well, I know why. Why? You just said it. People are afraid of getting doxxed. They're they're afraid of ending up on the news. Mm -hmm. They're afraid of uh, people on Facebook. Uh, They're afraid of losing friendships. They're Mm -hmm. afraid of losing maybe uh, a customer. Yes, yes. You know? As to where I I personally, I'm at a stage in my life I couldn't give a shit less. Mm -hmm. I know where God stands. Yeah. I do. I know where God stands. And I'm not a perfect guy. By... uh, there's so, I mean, I'm just like anybody else. I'm flawed as anybody else, but I know where God stands on these issues. Mm-hmm. I know what's just, I know what's right. Doesn't mean I'm perfect, but that's the reason I can, I can sit here on this podcast. I can say this stuff with conviction because I know that I'm right. I know I'm right. Whenever I say Leah Thomas is a boy. Mm-hmm. I know I'm right whenever I say, no, you're not a cat. You're not going to get a litter box in a classroom. Mm-hmm. I get pretty heated about this stuff, don't I? Yeah. I have a four-year-old son to grow. I have a four-year-old son to raise. Yep. To be a good human being. Mm-hmm. To know right from wrong. It's my job. My job to set him on the path to get to heaven. I, obviously, as he gets older, he's going to choose that path. But it's my job to, to build the foundation for the house to be built. And that's why I just, I see this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is. Well, our country has changed so much, even in a hundred years. You know, mm-hmm. I know, I know that Alden, if I practice with him enough, I, he would probably be able to recite the book of John by the time he was in second grade. If I practiced with him enough for sure but we've got i mean we've got life but you Back know what? 100 years ago they didn't have podcast 
we've no. got we've got this. But I know that he's capable. I know what he's capable of doing. Yeah. And I know that we can. I mean, he recites the American flag pledge. He recites the the Christian pledge. He recites the Bible. You know, pledge of allegiance. But so so things have changed so much in our country, and in if, nineteen months. Yes, but. If we are not willing to stand up for what God had for our country, which I don't believe was, you know, um, legalizing abortion, I don't believe God had that in mind for our country, regardless of the situation. Babies are his idea. Children are God's idea. Why? Did, they're his children. Yes, yes. That they were, they were his idea. He made, he had the idea of children. So why would he want to destroy that regardless of a situation? Um I only know that you and I, Ryan, we stand on the right side of things right here, right now. And I know that we will be blessed, whether that be in heaven, here on earth, or in both places. We we will be blessed because we are telling this and it's all for the glory. We're, we're giving Jesus all of the glory. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Period. Our harvest, our, you know, the tractors, our, um, the oil company. This is where Jesus gets the glory first and foremost. Mm-hmm. He gives us the ability, the um, the ability, the wisdom, the <laughs> and the freedom to do this stuff. So well, and the I'm, strength, like I said, and just, speaking about it yeah. and making it common conversation in our home is the beginning of stopping. We're we're not going to not talk Jesus just because it's not the popular opinion. Which I feel like when I was growing up, we just didn't talk to Jesus publicly other than in church because it just wasn't the popular thing to do. People are like, oh, you're one of those crazy cuckoo Christians. It's still not the right, I mean, it's still I, not socially accepted. So you, so what I'm saying is we're getting to the point where I'm normalizing that in our home. We're normalizing that out and about. We're normalizing it by doing this and not becoming desensitized to all of this crazy BS that's out there. Yep, exactly. And I can only, I only know that God is on this on this side. This is a part of a country awakening, and uh, I don't know what else, I don't know where else I was going with that. But it's just uh, it's well, a tough time. It's this is it's, this is it's a, a tough a time. Deal. Yeah, and this is almost a depressing issue. Oh, it is. It is. So, but, you know. The, anyway, the thing is, is once again, we get emails from all kinds of people who mm-hmm. think just like us. Yeah, I'm just I I can't thank God enough that we have the opportunity to speak to people. And let them know how we think and that they're not alone. Yeah. They're not alone. There's a bunch of us out here. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, the goal is to get to heaven. But I tell you what, we've got a lot of work to do here on earth. Yeah. And so here we Last segment of the program. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Well, let's do it. Oh, California update. <laughs> From CBS News, headline, appeals court lets non-citizens vote in November San Francisco school board election. Close the border. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) 
Madness is maddening. Non-citizen residents of San Francisco will be able to vote in this November school board elections after a state court of appeal ruling this week paused a previous judge's ruling. Proposition N was passed by San Francisco voters in 2016 and allows residents of the city who are not U.S. citizens to vote in local school board elections. All parents should have a say in the direction of their children's education, regardless of citizenship, San Francisco City Attorney David Chu said in a statement. (laughs) So if you're an illegal... You can't vote for your senator. You can't vote for president. You can't vote for your House of Representatives person. But you can vote for who's going to sit on your school board in San Francisco. This prompted me to go directly to the California Secretary of State's website. I can't wait. To register from the Secretary of State. This is verbatim from their website. To register to vote in California, you must be a United States citizen and a resident of California, not a United States citizen or a resident of California. You have to be both. I do not understand how they are getting away with this in San Francisco. Straight from the other government agency a United States citizen, and a resident of California. I mean, was that website specific to federal and state elections? It's the state of California, just, Secretary I, of State. I'm just asking, like... Not a federal anything. Okay, well, is it, is it like, is it like specific... And it says they can't, like, citizens can't vote in... To register to vote in <laughs> California, you must be a United States but does citizen it li- and a resident of but California. But does it list school boards on that page <clears throat> or their website? Okay. Let me, <laughs> one more time, to register to... <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it doesn't say they can't. I mean, it's not specific. You know what gets me is the city attorney who says all parents should have a say in the direction of their children's education, regardless of citizenship. Go try that in China (laughs) or any other country on the face of this earth. Yeah, I I am a MAGA Republican. I'm moving to China and I'm going to tell the China school board of the town, wherever I'm at, that we're going to institute MAGA policies here. But Ryan, in our inclusive and policy, we have to have include we have to include everybody oh geez okay so so if i'm in okay do we understand now all parents should have a say (laughs) in the direction of their children's education regardless of citizenship no they shouldn't right no they shouldn't Mm -hmm. not when the taxpayers are the ones footing the bill to educate these kids you aren't going to walk in and tell me you're going to shove transgender and crt and lesbian stuff lgbtq stuff you're going to shove all this down down uh these kids throat even though i'm not a citizen of the united states or a resident maybe a resident Mm. in california and then tell me i'm going to pay for it as a taxpayer i i just can't believe that you just once again you just can't make a lot of this shit up but the secretary of state's office didn't actually say that you know it doesn't it doesn't mention school boards in there so i think it's omitted from these rules (laughs) do i need to say it one more time to (laughs) register to straight from the (laughs) sos website 
Jeez. We have to. Our policy says inclusive to uh, everybody. I'm so sick of inclusive. Okay. I'm sorry. Aren't I'm you? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, I, it uh, doesn't, no, we don't have to accept everybody. No. Or everything. Exactly. We don't. Mm-mm. So we're going we're gonna to call her a day right there. But okay. before we do, this is hilarious. You guys, you damn listeners are the best. I don't know. Rush called his listeners ditto heads. We got to come up with something for you guys. Okay. We get so many awesome emails. Now that I'm on Facebook, I get so many DMs. I'm thinking bushel heads, barrel heads. Bushel heads. Like that's, these yeah. are awful names. We've got to figure something else. You know, <laughs> we, we, let, we let the guy from New Jersey name Webster. Mm-hmm. So we need you guys to tell us what we need to name you guys. Yeah. We haven't had a rear end of the week here in a while. No, we haven't. We haven't. But uh, I, I got this DM on Facebook, and it is so worth sharing with you. Okay. The guy's name from Lancaster, Ohio, is Joe McCandlish. He writes, Love the podcast. Keep it up, and God bless. P.S. Since sounds of summer are over, and now (laughs) harvest is nearing, what about... Man, sorry about that. (laughs) What about hair bands of harvest? Okay. <laughs> Nothing like a little kickstart my heart to get you pumped for fall. <laughs> Holly's going to love this. Holly's going to love this segment. Your wish yeah. is my command. This is the next series right here going through fall harvest. Yeah. Hair bands of harvest. So give me a request for a good hair band song I for like next it. week. I like it. I do too. Well, guys, we're going to get out of here. Leah Thomas is still a boy. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. And Jesus Christ is... Still king. Amen. This is a long one. We're so glad you've been here. And we will see you next week. Adios.